Hi, I'm Will Roadhouse, and I'm the CEO of Compass Group International, and welcome to another episode of Expat Thailand. Today's going to be a fun episode. I'm going to talk about how to make your life a little bit easier here living in Thailand, and what are some, some little hints and, and little things that are just kind of unique here to Thailand that actually I didn't quite figure out until, until my wife pointed them out for me. So the first thing is, is that you're all well perfectly well aware that Thailand has two seasons. It's hot, so basically it's a dry season, and then it's really super humid during the wet season. So it's dry and wet season. And because of those two seasons, there are sometimes some things that you should change around. So obviously, uh, because it's very, very hot and sometimes very humid here, I don't know about you guys, but I tend to sweat pretty easily and I get hot really easily. It's very interesting, you know, coming here to Thailand in the beginning is you will see because and again, they're just used to it. It would literally be like 90 degrees outside with 100% humidity and you see people wearing jackets and jeans and they're not sweating. <laughs> and again, it's just they're just used to it. But someone like you and I, we would it would literally be like Walking into a sweat box like a sauna, we'd be sweating like left and right. So there are a couple products that actually have helped me quite a bit. And I never knew about it until my wife pointed them out. Which is number one, there is a, so you're all familiar with back in the United States, this thing called Gold Bond Medicated Powder. That's kind of this cooling powder. Well, I brought some of that here and this stuff sucks. It just, in the States it works. But here, it just doesn't do anything because it's so freaking sweltering hot sometimes and extremely humid. So they have something that's like 100 times stronger, which is called prickly heat. And prickly heat was introduced me to my wife because I'm always sweating. So when you go to any store, what is 7-Eleven or major, like our version of Super Walmart, like a Big C or Lotus, you will see prickly heat in the kind of like the area where you buy shower gels and bar soaps and so forth. But it is awesome. And also, in the back, because they have different types of prickly heat, different levels of coolness, always look in the back, because they'll show you there's like levels of coolness from one to five. The original is a five. But they have their other ones too, different scents. Like they have this one uh, that's... Uh, it's mixed with this yellow herb, and this yellow herb is actually really, really good. You actually see it with a lot of people from Myanmar that put it on their face. It's really good, it's like for an example, if you have like acne or, or rashes. So it's mixed in with this prickly heat powder, so it's kind of like a medicinal powder. Uh, but the cooling on that is only a three. And then for the ladies, they have sakura, uh, which is like a cherry uh, scent to it. But there's all sorts of different scents and different levels of cooling. So prickly heat is like my go-to. I freaking love it. I put it on every night before I go to bed. But during the day, man, I'm telling you, this is like heaven sent. So wake up in the morning, taking a shower, and then coming out of the shower, and then ready to go out. Maybe if we're going to go out to breakfast or going out to an early lunch or something, I just can't stop sweating. And prickly heat just doesn't, is not really working for me. Well, prickly heat has another product. It's called prickly heat cooling spray. 
and this little it's this little spray bottle and it is just so oh my god it just cools the body it makes you feel so good so basically it's, it's so inexpensive too it's like two bucks or 250 so it's a little canister so after i get out of the shower i towel dry myself put on my deodorant i just spray this along my chest along my back um, the side of my arms and then on my leg and it just cools me down i am no longer sweating and it lasts for quite some time and also uh i found a trick too for those of you that have a lot that are kind of mosquitoes love your blood you get a lot of mosquito bites and i am one of them if you get a mosquito bite the best thing to do obviously is not keep scratching it but you can put these different types of balms which i'll talk about in just a bit for mosquito bites but prickly heat is actually strong enough to stop the itching so if you get any mosquito bites just spray it on there and it'll stop the itching and the prickly heat spray almost feels like one of those Bengay sprays. So if you have any sort of like aches and pains, you can actually spray that on. It's not quite as strong as that Bengay, but it's enough to kind of like loosen you up. So prickly heat is such a God-saving product here to keep me cool and to keep me from sweating all the time. Then the other thing too, that is kind of a necessity for the wet season. Number one, you should always have an umbrella. And you can buy these little, little tiny umbrellas that you can store it in your backpacks, your purse, or whatever. But you should always have, especially even if you have your own car, but especially if you are reliant on taxis or the MR, MRT or BTS, you should always have an umbrella with you, especially during the rainy season. Because Thailand is one of those areas that you'll see a few clouds in the sky, and all of a sudden, man, it would just start pouring out of nowhere. Not like, for an example, like uh, like the States, for an example, like in Las Vegas or even California. It'll start to drizzle, then it'll start to get heavy. So you kind of have enough time to take shelter. But here, it just freaking comes down. And it comes down hard, really, really hard during the wet season. So definitely have a little mini umbrella with you. And the other thing that is a kind of a necessity. If you are living in an area that tends to kind of get flooded, I mean, the flooding is kind of throughout Thailand in different areas. Uh, so not every single area gets flooded, but there are specific areas, especially in central Bangkok, especially in Pattaya. That's, that's, one of, that's another reason why you should avoid Pattaya because that place is just, it just floods. And I'm talking like waste level high water. I mean, it really gets up there. So one of the necessities here, if you are here during the rainy season or you are living in a condo where the flooding is getting a little bit worse and worse, is buying those rubber boots. Buying those rubber boots and get them high enough so they actually reach just below your kneecap. And you can literally buy them anywhere from a street vendor to a store. And they're like three bucks to five bucks uh, for, for a pair of rubber boots. It's so inexpensive. And it's, I highly recommend it. You need to have rubber boots if you are here in Thailand for the rainy season. And it really doesn't matter. Even if you are living in a place that's not flooded, you may be going to a place with, with potential flooding. So it behooves you to have an umbrella and or 
rubber boots stored in your backpack because I can tell you, uh, these things can just come out of nowhere. Then the next thing too about Thailand is the food courts. So this is a tough lesson that I learned and I learned it the hard way. So when you go to the food court, for those of you who have never done it before, so going to any major mall, the food courts here are amazing and has all sorts of wonderful cuisine from as low as a dollar to a couple bucks, you get a killer, killer food. In order to eat at a food court, you have to have a temporary like debit card that you get from the front before you enter the food court. So basically what you do is you go to this little kiosk and there usually be two or three people working the kiosk and then you lay down whatever, whatever you plan to spend, whether it's 100 baht, 200 baht, 500 baht, it's our family of three to four. Then they load up your card and then you go to each vendor and then buy whatever food you want. So when I first saw this, I was actually at, uh, where was I? I was at, I think, the Siam Paragon Food Court, which is one of the best food courts uh, in, here, in, here in Bangkok. So when I first did it, I'm like, oh my God, this is freaking awesome. This is so convenient. I can have this little card and I can load it up and it's so convenient, not carrying cash, and I can just go to the vendors and pick my food. So you know what I did after I ate? I went back to the kiosk and loaded up 100 bucks, about 3,000 baht, thinking that I'm just going to keep this card with me all the time because I'm going to come to the Paragon all the time or very frequently, at least maybe two or three times a week, to eat at the food court. Lo and behold, I came the next day, tried to use my card, and it zeroed out. And then I went to the kiosk and I said, something's wrong with my card. I have like 3,000 baht on here, but it's zeroed out. And then it showed me the sign. The cards zero, go to a zero balance at midnight. <laughs> so just remember, when you're using these cards in any food court in Thailand, don't think of it as a charge card or the temporary debit card because it does zero out at the end of the day. So just, and again, another mistake, another hard lesson learned. And another lesson that I learned and actually I read about too and I had to try it for myself is you will read it, you'll read this in just about every single expat blog, which is the notorious tuk-tuk drivers. Those are those motorcycle looking taxis. And everybody would tell you, do it once, but never do it again because they are just notorious for ripping you off. First of all, they're rude and they always charge more money because they're not metered. And they, they are big scam artists in a sense of this is, this is a tuk-tuk scam. A tuk-tuk scam is let's say that you're staying at the JW Marriott. And you, and you tell them, okay, I want to go to Central World. And obviously there's no meter, so you have to negotiate. And when you're negotiating, what you don't realize is you're actually paying more money for a tuk-tuk for that experience than actually riding a cab. And it's a heck of a lot and a uh, heck of a lot more reasonable to actually take the BTS. So let's say you decide to take the tuk-tuk. It's going to be two to three times more. You jump on a tuk-tuk, and all of a sudden, you see the tuk-tuk start veering off. And you're like, what the hell? How come he's going down Sukhumvit and going down towards Central World? He's going to tell you, oh, if you don't mind, I'm going to take you to the, shoot, to the suit place. It's owned by a friend of mine, 
and I just want to show you some suits. And you say, no, 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 I don't want to. Take me to Central World. Please, please, please. Oh, they pay me money if I take people. Please, please. And after a while, it just like, of so many pleases, you're like, oh, what the fuck? Just, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. So they'll take you to the suit place. You look around. Obviously, they get a commission, and they get more commission if you buy something. Then you get back on, like, take me to Central World. And they'll try to do it again and again and again, depending on how far the ride is. And again, I had to experience it once because even though I read the warnings, I wanted to try to ride a tuk-tuk because I wanted to take a stupid Instagram photo of myself riding a tuk-tuk. And it did exactly that. My tuk-tuk, uh, I would say, ride was probably no more than probably three to four miles. But I was still stuck in going to a soup place to check it out. So don't be a victim. Don't fall. These tuk-tuk drivers are the absolute freaking worst. It's not worth getting the photo for Instagram or for Facebook. Just take a cab, take the BTS, or just freaking walk. <laughs> and then the other thing too is uh, let's talk more about other products. So Thailand, just like Asia, is very well known for medicinal and herbal stuff. So you've probably heard of Tiger Balm. Tiger Balm is like the original Ben Gay for muscle soreness and so forth. We have those here, but we also have other versions of these little bombs. So like I said, is if you're like me and you are just, your blood is so sweet that mosquitoes just absolutely love you and you get mosquito bites all the time. So number one, go to a pharmacy and buy mosquito repellent. And they have mosquito repellent here that doesn't have DEET or any of those, any of those really strong chemicals. It's all natural with eucalyptus and other herbs and stuff. that, And it really works well. So I would always recommend getting some sort of mosquito repellent. Then the next thing is you can buy these little bombs and these little tin cans. And they're, they're thin. They're about the size of like a, a silver dollar or half dollar piece. And they're like 50 cents. They work extreme. It doesn't really matter which ones you buy. I buy the one that's called Three Pagodas. It's like three little temples. They work very well. So when you get a mosquito bite, you just put it on there and it kind of keeps it from itching. So you're not constantly scratching at it. So those are fantastic. And the other thing too, uh, these little bombs are also great too. Like let's just say you just, you have to do something and you just need a wake up because coffee's not gonna do it for you or, or you don't have time to take a shower, but you just need to wake up to do something. You can rub this balm in your nostril and it's better than Vicks. It kind of gives you that quick uplifting feeling and kind of wakes you up. Speaking of uplifting, when I first came to Thailand, Bangkok, I, I didn't quite know what these like taxi drivers and these, and these motorcycle taxis were doing, but they constantly had these little like, it looked like little chapstick sticking out of their nose, like all day long. You always see the, these... These guys with like these little chapsticks stick it up their nose. I'm like, what the hell is that? What are they doing? Then I didn't really quite figure that out until my wife told me. Thailand has these inhalers, natural inhalers, that you're breathing in these herbal extracts and with menthol and eucalyptus to kind of help wake you up. And that's exactly what these guys are doing, whether it's a tuk-tuk driver, taxi cab driver, or a motorcycle taxi, they're sticking these inhalers up their nose and just leaving it in there. And I'll tell you, it actually works. They're so inexpensive. 
My wife and I use them all the day, all day. We have them upstairs in our bedroom. We have it downstairs in our office. Uh, we always carry one with us. And it's not just to help you perk you up and wake you up, but if you have any sort of like little slight headache, you just start sniffing that thing. Just stick it up your nose. Well, don't stick it up your nose, but just stick it in your nose and just start breathing in and out on your nostril. And it really soothes you and relieves your headache. It's such a fantastic thing. It's just shocking. I was talking to one of my friends. I'm like, they should have these things in the States. Uh, but it's just such a fantastic remedy for having to pop like an Excedrin or Advil or anything like that. So inhalers are also a really, really unique product here in Thailand. Then the next thing is Thailand is one of one of the wonderful places where the original places of delivery. So in the States over this pandemic, you know, GitHub or, or Uber Eats and all that stuff, caviar.com, that really got popular because of the pandemic. Well, here in Asia, and it doesn't matter what Asian country you're in, you could have anything delivered to you at any hours in a day. And Thailand is one of those places that has all sorts of services that's called Line Man to Food Panda to Grab. I mean, it just goes on and on and on and on. And you download these apps and you can have anything delivered to you. And you can have anything delivered to someone else. So for an example, when my iMac blew out, my wife simply called one of these delivery people. So instead of having to get in our car and drive to the other side of Bangkok, which would have taken about an hour and a half to two hours during the traffic, we just simply called one of these delivery services. We packed up my iMac and had them pick it up and deliver it. No problem. Another time, uh, my wife uh, needed her iPhone repaired because uh, the screen cracked. So instead of going to the iPhone repair place and again, spending an hour in traffic or over an hour in traffic, you just have Line man pick it up, drop it off. When it's completed, they pick it up and they drop it off. And it's so inexpensive. And also these delivery services deliver anything. So food here in Thailand. So Thailand is known as one of the food, one of the foodie havens of the world. From street food to Michelin rated street food, whatever it may be, there's just fantastic food in every single corner of Bangkok or really anywhere in Thailand, but more here in Bangkok. And a lot of the places that my, my wife would love to eat is in Chinatown. We live far from Chinatown. I mean, if we have to go to Chinatown, it's a good hour, an hour and a half. So we don't want to go there just to eat something that costs like 50 baht, you know, like a buck 50 or two bucks just to come back home. Instead, we call one of these food services and we'll order one of the most famous coconut curries in Thailand, which is located there, or uh, this thing called Do Hui, which is like this, uh, it's a dessert. It's an Asian dessert made of uh, soft tofu and uh, like some syrup, or uh, like a famous uh, common guy. So common guy, which is uh, Singaporean Haney's chicken and rice or pork belly. There's so many of these wonderful restaurants that we just don't have to drive through anymore. Instead, we just go to the app, find a restaurant, order directly through Line Man, Grab, Food Panda, and again, whatever it may be, 
and they'll tell you how much it's going to cost, and it gets delivered to your front door. And beyond that, 7-Elevens are like a necessity here in Thailand. And it's not just Thailand, it's Japan, it's Taiwan, it's everywhere. Because 7-Elevens kick ass here. They're not like the 7-Elevens, like grungy 7-Elevens like you see in the United States that are just disgusting and gross. 7-Elevens here are beautiful, especially in Taiwan. They have little restaurants in them. You can actually eat inside the 7-Elevens. But here, 7-Elevens have all sorts of different types of food, grocery items, and nothing's marked up. Like when you go to a convenience store in the States, everything costs like 50% more, 35% more, 25% more. Not in 7-Eleven. It's the same exact price of going to a big chain like, like Tops or Big C or Lotus. So there are 7-Elevens in every single freaking corner. And 7-Elevens here, if you live by one, they deliver for free. So my wife and I, for an example, uh, when we're cooking... And my wife says, oh, uh, we need extra eggs or we need extra vegetables or, or in the morning time, we ran out of milk. We just simply go to the 7-Eleven app and order it and it gets delivered to us like within like 10 minutes. It's so convenient and it's so awesome. And again, I would have never known this stuff if it weren't for my wife because as foreigners, we just don't know. Unless you can speak Thai, we just don't know these things exist. And that's why I want to relay these things to you because everything here living in thailand is just so convenient you really really get spoiled because when you go back to the states my wife and i are like what the f everything is so inconvenient here first of all it's so freaking boring everyone's so freaking rude the service here is lousy and everything's too expensive but nothing is convenient you have to drive to everything we're here everything can come to you that's what makes this country such a fantastic place to live then another thing too is remember this, Thailand, you cannot buy alcohol all throughout the day. There are specific times like in the afternoon for about a two or three hour block where you can't buy alcohol. I keep forgetting what time that is. So Google it. <laughs> but there are specific times that you cannot buy alcohol here. And let me try to think, what else is there? Um, you know, these are just some of the things that are always on the top of my head. Oh, here's another interesting and cool thing. So Thai food, it can kind of, you know, get to you if you're not used to it after a while. Because it's so freaking spicy. It's like it's burning in, going down. Then it's burning, in, it's burning coming out, if you know what I mean. So you can get a stomach egg very easily if you're just not used to it. After a while, you just get used to the food here, especially just spiciness. And I love it, you know, but remember this. Spicy, Western spicy is considered mild here. So when you come here and you think you can eat spicy, always start with mild first. Or they don't know what the word mild is. So when you're at a restaurant, you tell them no spicy. No spicy means mild. And if gauge it from there, because if you say spicy, it is mind blowing and ass blowing hot. It is insanely hot. So if you get kind of a stomach ache, obviously, you know, as a Westerner, we, we resort to Alka-Seltzer or Pepto-Bismol. We don't really know of anything else. And I didn't either. So my wife, so I remember one time I had a stomach ache and my wife whipped out this thing called Flying Rabbit. So when you, you look at this milky substance in this little tiny bottle, uh, 
it's about half the size of a, of a, of a beer bottle, you see this little flying rabbit label. That thing blows away Pepto-Abysmal, Alka-Seltzer, anything out of the water. Actually, I have, I brought so much back to the States to have on reserve because my parents love it too when they're uh, back home or back in the States. It is the best remedy for stomach ache. Flying rabbit. That thing is freaking awesome. Uh, they, and they sell them in larger containers and tiny little containers. The little tiny ones, I actually I keep it with me on my backpack when I travel because I always get stomach ache, some sort of stomach ache when I'm eating airplane food, especially when I'm flying like a domestic carrier, like a Western carrier, like United or, or American, American Worst Airlines. They have the worst freaking food. And I'm sorry to say, I always get diarrhea. I know it may sound gross, but I always do. Flying Rabbit is heaven sent. But when I'm flying with better carriers like EVA or Korean Airlines or Japan Airlines or Singapore Airlines or Cathay Pacific, never have a problem with food. So when you come to Thailand, that is one of the things that I recommend you bring back home. Buy a freaking small case of Flying Rabbit, bring that, bring that thing back home. And then, let's see, I'm trying to think what else is there. Uh, that, oh, there is one more, one more cool thing too is here in Thailand, everything is cheap. There's, there's really, I mean, you can get whatever you want at such an inexpensive price, and you can have stuff custom made at such an inexpensive price. One of the great things about living here is having custom made clothing. Bespoke, tailor made clothing. That is the Absolutely. I love fashion. It may not seem, it may not look it when you see my pictures because I'm always wearing the same freaking thing. I'm wearing like swimming trunks and a tank top because I'm always showing pictures of the beach. But outside of that, I really have nice clothes and I love to dress up. So does my wife. She looks always looking gorgeous. Even when she's like, you know, when it's, when it's a buy time, when it's relaxing time, when we're supposed to be dressing down, she still just has impeccable clothing, impeccable taste for clothes. But Thailand, you can have custom-made clothing. So Westerners, we're just bigger people. Even as Asian Westerners, we're just bigger. Whether it's muscular or a little bit fatter or bigger bone or taller, we're just bigger people. So it's hard to buy stuff off the rack. You know, the tough thing is, especially in the States, when you go into a place like Zara, it's like everything's made for like a 120-pound person or like a 100-pound girl, or a 150-pound guy. Well, we don't look like that. So it's always tough to buy stuff off the rack because nothing exactly fits. My biggest problem is I have very thick, muscular legs, and I don't want to wear like bell-bottoms. I think it looks stupid, but I'm always stuck to wearing my old slacks where it had to be bigger because they, they were the only way my legs were going to fit them or should I say dress shirts or blazers because I have larger arms and shoulders, they can never fit. And the ones that fit, they're always too long and they just look baggy and sloppy on me. So here in Thailand and Bangkok, you can have custom made clothing. The best place to look for suits is not like these little night markets or anything like that. The best place to go it's kind of like, don't go there during at night if you're not into that night scene, but 
it's around that Nana area. The Nana area, the Nana Plaza is kind of known for its like go-go bars and stuff like that. But if you're not into it, that's fine. Just don't go there at night, but go there during the day. But during the day, you have a section of tailor-made clothing and these owners are Indians. Indians make the best tailored clothes, bar none. Don't go to a guy that's Asian. I mean like Thai or Chinese. Go to an Indian guy. Those guys know how to do it right. Man, they know how to do it right. So go to an actual store and you can have a tailor-made suit. Really, really nice to fit your size in uh, a decent type of, of, uh, of what's material for as low as like 200 bucks, 150 bucks. If you're willing to spend close to $300, you're gonna get better material and you're gonna have better cuts, better buttons. But the nice thing about this is, is that if you're like me and you love, if you love um, fashion, how I've designed my suits, I'm a big, huge Tom Ford fan. So Tom Ford used to be the head of Gucci, then he branched off and did his own thing. So I love his big giant collars. But the thing is, is that Tom Ford suits is really made for that skinny, 160, 175 pound skinny tall guy. I'm not that guy. And so how I design my Tom Ford suits is I still have that big collar, but instead of two buttons, I have one button. I always feel, so folks, if you are short like me, if you are like, 5'9", five, 5'8", five, or less, forget about what traditionalism has says. You should, if you're wearing a suit, you should be one button. Because if you're two button or three button, it just, it just shrinks you down, you just look even shorter. So another trick too for short people like us is I have the one button and I have the coat, the bottom of the coat, cut higher. So the coat is not as long. So, so it, it stretches me out and makes me look taller too. So I'm able to cut a suit like Tom Ford, but in my own different design choices. And again, the only thing I'm really keeping is his big collar and I'm keeping his, his like dual pockets. Uh, but I'm changing a few things up by making my blazer shorter. I'm, I'm keeping one button. And here's another thing too that distinguishes an expensive suit and a cheap suit. Coats, blazers should have actual working buttons on the sleeve. That is a sign of an expensive suit, of an expensive coat. Always opt for work, real working, but pay extra for it. Because when people see that, they're like, wow, that's an expensive suit. And cut it so it fits you. Because you're there to have a custom suit that fits you. Don't make it baggy. If you want to buy baggy clothes, go back home and just buy something off the rack but have it fit you. And then in addition to that is for the pant. Suit slacks should not have a crease on them. They should not have a crease on them. They really shouldn't. It, it's, you can look at every single from GQ to whatever fashion magazine. When you look at suits on these models, they do not have a crease on them. Do not have a crease on your suits. If you're like, oh, I don't want to wear high water, they feel too weird. No, they don't. Do not have a crease. That's just a little fashion tip for you. 
And then for colors, if you don't, if you haven't bought any suits for a while, you don't have any suits, always stick to the tried and proven, which is a black one, a navy one, and let's say a gray. Those are those are the best. Uh, for you, what I would opt for is is an all black, solid color, a pinstripe blue, a pinstripe navy blue, and then a solid gray. Those three. And a solid gray, I designed one of my suits. And I think, I forgot which, because James Bond, so Daniel Craig always wears Tom Ford suits. And I think it was either the second or third movie, um, there's a picture of him in a gray suit. That's a gray I'm talking about. Beautiful color, great for all around. And, and a nice thing too about, a, especially with a black blazer, you can wear it with jeans, it can go with anything. But the more suits you buy, they actually have package deals. So let's say that you're gonna offer higher material, higher quality material, and a suit's gonna cost $300 for one or $400 for one. If you buy more, they'll actually bring down the price. And there's all sorts of different things. You can customize it. You can customize different buttons. And it's it just, the sky is the limit. You can have it embroidered if you want uh, with your initials. It's just really cool. Then they also have packages where you can also have a vest, matching vest if you want, and also dress shirts. So I, I have a few vests, which I really, really like. And, I, and again, instead of having a traditional four buttons, uh, or even two buttons, I, I opt with three uh, for, for my vest. I like three buttons on my vest. But dress shirts have always been one of the toughest things for me to find. Because, and again, for my size, my shoulders and my arms, I can't, and also my neck, I can't fit into them. The, when I find a size that fits me, it's way too long and just way too baggy. So dress shirts here, start as low as 30 freaking dollars. It's insane, 30 bucks. And they just kind of go up from there based on the material you want. And I kind of like the stretchy material, uh, which costs a little bit more. And again, for dress shirts, I mean the sky's the limit. I have, all, I have more dress shirts than I have, obviously, the slacks or suits because I love dress shirts. I have the typical white, beige, um, light blue, dark blue, black, pinstripe black. Uh, navy blue, pinstripe blue. I have pink. Pink is such a wonderful. I, I, it's it's such a great freaking color, folks. If you don't have a pink dress shirt, I highly recommend it, man. It, it's just it really looks good on everyone. But you can pick anything you want: big pinstripes, thin pinstripes. Uh, you can have the sleeves. So you know how sometimes you can tell between a really expensive dress shirt is when you flip up the sleeves and the sleeve and the inside is actually a different color. You can actually do the same exact thing. And you can also pick if you want all buttons, if you want to have cufflinks on them. So you can also do that too. So clothing, and folks, it's not just for men. It's also for women. Women can also have suits. You can have dresses. There are suit makers and these tailors. For example, ladies, if you come in there and you say, okay, and you clip out a photo of like a $5,000 Chanel uh, suit, they can duplicate that. And some of them can duplicate dresses and so forth. So buying custom-made clothing is awesome here. The, the last thing that I'm gonna leave you with, one of my favorite things, and, and again, a hard thing for me to shop for, is also jeans. Jeans are very, very difficult. And this last tailor uh, that my wife introduced me to, which is my tailor now, I asked him, I said, hey, by the way, do you make jeans? Like, yeah, we make jeans, whatever you want. 
So I had custom, it was my first bespoke tailored jeans. And man, they fit like a dream. They are so awesome. You can, you can make the waist go past up your belly button if you want a high, you can have a lower. I like to write it lower. You can have a tapered, you can, any style you want, and it fits you. Because the thing is about jeans is, is that I have a little Asian butt, so I don't have a butt. So jeans always has that room. So I can have jeans that actually tailor fit me that actually look good. There's no creases and everything looks the way it should be. So those are just coming up perks about living in Thailand, kind of little tidbits here and here to help make your life better. And like I said, as Thailand, the best thing to do when you move here, even when you come here for an extended period of time, don't dress like a slob. Don't dress like a tourist because you're going to be treated like one. If you're planning to live here or spend a lot of time here, you should bring your best set of clothing here. When you dress nice, you get treated better. That is, without a doubt, a biggest mistake that most expats do. They come here, they'll dress everywhere in shorts and tank tops and flip-flops. And because you're a foreigner, you're going to be treated like a poor traveler. But if you come here dressed nice, you're going to be treated a lot better and more respect. So I hope you found this to be fun and useful, and we'll see you in Thailand.